Good morning and welcome everyone. Our opening hymn is number 372 verses 1 through 3 and there it will be in your bulletin but I will also share my screen so you can follow along. strangers and sojourners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. 
Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a sh loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our maker for he is our God and we are people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. You have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not word, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it all together. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. Where can I go then from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me and the light around me turn to night. Darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. Search me out, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my restless thoughts. Look well whether there, there be any wickedness in me and lead me in the way that is everlasting. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A song of creation. Hmm. Glorify the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. In the firmament of his power, glorify the Lord. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. Glorify the Lord, you angels and all powers of the Lord. O heavens and all waters above the heavens, sun and moon, and stars of the sky, glorify the Lord. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. Glorify the Lord every shower of rain and fall of dew, all winds and fire and heat, winter and summer, glorify the Lord. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. Glorify the Lord, O chill and cold, drops of dew and flakes of snow, Frost and cold, ice and sleet. Glorify the Lord. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. 
the Lord, O nights and days, O shining light and enfolding dark. Storm clouds and thunderbolts glorify the Lord, praise him and highly exalt him forever. Let us glorify the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Praise him and highly exalt him forever. In the firmament of his power, glorify the Lord, praise him and highly exalt him forever. Reading from Genesis, Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay it down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham your father, and of God of Isaac. The land on which you lie I will give to you and to your offspring, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring oh, know that i am with you and you will keep wherever you go and will bring back you to this land for i will not leave you until i have done what i has promised you then jacob woke from his sleep and said surely the lord is in this place and i did not know it and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? There is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head, and he set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it, and he called that place Bethel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to set his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. My child shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet in the ways of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever, amen. A reading from Romans. Brothers and sisters, 
we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live for all who are led by the spirit of god are children of god for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear you have received a spirit of adoption when we cry abba father it is that very spirit bearing witness to our spirit that we are children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that are about to be revealed to us for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of god for the creation was subjected to fertility not of its own will but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of glory of the children of god we know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now and not only the creation but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption the redemption of our bodies but in hope we are saved now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes what is seen but if we hope for what we do not see we wait for it with patience the word of the lord thanks be to god reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, the weeds appeared as well. 
And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seeds in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, the one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seeds are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The son of man will send his angels and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers and they will throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In literature, we often talk about the archetypes of characters. Archetype classification became fairly popular with Carl Jung. And we know them as the hero, the wise person, and one of my particular favorites, the trickster. Often like Shakespeare's puck, causing mischief and trouble, or in Harry Potter, Fred and George Weasley. Great stories have great tricksters, keeping the characters on their toes, keeping the narrative moving forward. They are crafty, sometimes called deceitful, but often wise in hidden ways. It's a common device that Shakespeare used in his plays. The character of the fool is often the character of the trickster, relaying wisdom, keeping the narrative moving forward, and keeping us, the readers, the watchers, the listeners, engaged and interested. What would these stories look like without our tricksters? Well, Midsummer Night's Dream wouldn't really have happened at all. And in most of our beloved stories, things would have fallen a bit flat. Tricksters keep things moving, keep things interesting, keep the heroes and the villains on their toes. In our stories today, in our scriptures today, we are being introduced or reintroduced to one of the original tricksters. Jacob is often referred to as a trickster in scripture. He is the second born of Rebekah and Isaac. Isaac, you will we'll remember, is the son of Abraham, also the second born son. Jacob is a twin to Esau and the second born of the twins, he comes out grabbing on to Esau's foot, clambering out in competition with his brother. Now in ancient Israel, and frankly, this isn't all that different in many cultures today, the firstborn son is the most prized. 
is the one who receives the inheritance, is the one who is most honored. Jacob is having none of that. And we know his name to this day because he is a trickster, because he is multifaceted, multidimensional, and unwilling to live within the status quo. Jacob, in a moment of weakness of Esau, is able to convince Esau to trade his birthright Jacob then pretends to be Esau to go to their father, Isaac, and receive his blessing. It is through his craftiness that, East, that Jacob receives the birthright, that Jacob receives the blessing, that Jacob rises to the level of prominence that we know he has today. Now, usually if I use the phrase trickster, or when we talk about these characters, we think that they're somehow bad. Or properness. Should Jacob have life? Jacob have been satisfied with being the second son? Deceiving the system to have his own gain. These aren't characteristics that we are used to applauding and upholding, but they are characteristics we have a great deal to learn from. Renita Weems is a renowned modern biblical scholar. And what she says of Jacob is, what makes Jacob's story so incredibly engaging and kind of inspires the energy that we're feeling now is that he is the first character in the Genesis story that provides us with so many different dimensions of a particular character. I mean, here we finally have someone, we have some adjectives we can use, deceptive, clever, shrewd, subtle, whatever. Before Jacob, we're finding mostly characters are pretty one-dimensional. They pretty much do what God says and may protest a little here and there, but in Genesis, this is, aha, someone who is human the first real human person. We are breaking away from the trope of the benevolent servant of God. We are breaking away from one-dimensional characters to see someone with goals and ambitions for themselves, someone who perhaps we can see a little bit of ourselves in. And the blessing of this story is that that's not a bad thing. In our gospel today, we are once again hearing about soil and seeds and wheat. And there's only so many stories I have about soils and weeds and seed. But I'm drawn to this idea of good and bad growth. See, if we think of our tricksters in our stories or in our lives, troublemakers, we're pretty used to calling those the weeds. We are trained to think of anyone who fights the status quo, of anyone who doesn't appear to behave in the way we expect, who fights against the way and the proper order of things as being trouble, as being a weed, as being something disruptive and unruly. And this 
this mindset of looking at the tricksters as weeds, as looking at the tricksters as something to be rid of, makes us dangerously open or frankly dangerously closed off from finding God's revelation. For Jacob in all of his trickery, in all of his cunning, is blessed by God. We have this Old Testament story of Jacob laying down with his head on a rock and having a dream of the ladder to heaven, Jacob's ladder. He is in the presence and audience of God. He is blessed by God and given God's name. Despite the fact that he did not do anything he was supposed to do. So the trickster receives the blessing. So why are we so wary to bless the tricksters? Why are we so quick to call tricksters in our midst the weeds? We hear it all the time. You know, it's actually a conversation we're having a bit in our sacred ground class. This week, one of our chapters in the book, Waking Up White, talked about the role of politeness in our society, in our culture. Don't make waves. Don't fight the status quo. Don't make anyone else uncomfortable in how you talk about religion or politics or race. And that politeness, that need to fit in with the status quo, the way in which we have demonized those who make us uncomfortable is not the way of God. It is the way of the empire. It is the way in which we continue to strangle God out of this world. Tricksters come and disrupt the order of things. Jacob was unwilling to be satisfied as the second born son who gets nothing. He was unwilling to be just okay with the order of the world. And so he fought it and changed it for himself. In the tricksters, we see not weeds, but the glory of God manifest in the multitudes of ways in which we are incarnate in this world. How often have we trained ourselves to view the good wheat as that which is proper and without waves? And how often are we misidentifying the weeds, pulling that which makes us uncomfortable in the name of God, but what is really in the name of the empire. This week, we lost a giant of the civil rights movement, Representative John Lewis, whose tweet from last year, tweets are on Twitter for those who are tweeters, <laughs> said this, do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. The tricksters and the troublemakers have changed our world for the better. And in Jacob, God is calling us to get into some holy trouble, to be okay with making some waves, to be okay with fighting the status quo, 
the giants of history who have changed the world for the better, who are the ones who actually make this world look like the kingdom of God, have gotten into trouble. They have been named by corruptive powers as weeds that need to be torn out, when really they are the seeds of God planted to spring forth a new garden in this world. We are being called to look with new eyes, to reject the way in which we have been taught to classify the world around us, to look for holy trouble, and to join in with those who are leading the way, that we too might be holy troublemakers because the status quo will never bring us to the kingdom of God. The status quo is not going to get us closer to Christ. In the midst of his journey, Jacob in his travels, in the middle of someplace in which he thought God could not be, recognizes God's presence and names that place Bethel. Beit El in Hebrew, Beit meaning house and El meaning God, house of God right there in the midst of what could have been a deserted place. Where are we failing to see God? Because we are failing to fight against corruption. Because we are so tied to the way in which we are used to doing things. Right now in our world, we have been challenged to live in a way we have never lived before. Six months ago, I would not have believed that I would see so many of you sitting on Zoom, worshiping with us on a Sunday morning. Yes, we miss our sanctuary, but guess what? Every place where we reside is Bethel. Every place we reside is the house of God. Imagine what else is possible if we reject the way in which we are used to doing things if we follow an unknown path, if we trust new growth as being something of God, even if it stirs things up, even if it causes a little trouble. Because frankly, I would rather stand with those who have been named the weeds who have changed the world and be a holy troublemaker with Jacob, with John Lewis, with all others who have fought for a different way of being than to live in the ordinary and the standard and the polite because polite will not change the world. <sighs> perhaps we can see tricksters in a different way and perhaps we can see our own inclinations to stir things up as being holy and God-given for that nudge of the spirit rarely makes us comfortable, but it can lead to the wonderful if we are willing and daring enough to follow it. Amen. We continue with the Apostles' Creed on page 11. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. 
He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art Lord in heaven, heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thine. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we pass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. At this time, I believe we are going to have our offertory. So Katya is moving her computer now to do that.
page 12. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, the fountain of all wisdom, you know our necessities before we ask and our ignorance in asking. Have compassion on our weakness and mercifully give us those things which for our unworthiness we dare not. And for our blindness we cannot ask. Through the worthiness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you, that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, 
In you, we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours, especially those celebrating birthdays this week. Aiden Bollinger, Todd Angel, Joyce Hedges, David Warren. Grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. We bring to you all those affected directly and indirectly by COVID-19. We pray for this country, that we will strive to heal wounds and divisions that separate us from one another. Especially we pray for those on the Emmanuel prayer list. Pam Rhodes, Niall Clark, Diane Goodman, Lorna Hamill, Joyce Hedges, Anna Hooper, Kathy Klein, Peter Mackenheimer, Michael Miller, Claire Parkinson, Sue Rawlings, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Lillian Snow, William Victory, Bob Hayward, Michael Wandell, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, 
especially the Reverend John Allen, Gail Wollston, and those who mourn that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. I invite folks to offer up their prayers in the chat. We pray for the summiting and safe return of those climbing Mount Rainier today, for Glenn and Gloria and Crosby who are struggling with being shut in. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We thank you for the life and the legacy of John Lewis. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all the prayers that have been said out loud and all the prayers that we keep in our hearts, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. And for our closing hymn, we will be singing M 494 verses 1, 2, and 5.
Katya, you're muted. Katya, you're muted. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>